Growing up in a toxic environment is something that is challenging to overcome, but that is what my guest today did. Hello and welcome to Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you to live a healthier life. Joining me now is men's transformation coach, Mike Forrester. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Robin. Mike, I'd like you to just give us, you know, share a little bit about your background and your story and how you came to helping other men to overcome some of their difficulties in life. Sounds good. So I grew up with, uh, my mother was paranoid schizophrenic. That wasn't diagnosed until I was in my 30s. Um, my father was very passive and they did the best that they could in raising my brother and I. Problem was that they had grown up in unhealthy households as well. And so what they learned, they brought and yeah. passed it along to my brother and I. And so, um, you know, between their toxicity and depression and lack of identity in who they were, they then passed that on, brought that into the equation. I also have um, dyslexia and ADHD. And so it was a a fantastic mix <laughs> for, for <laughs> just bringing about, you know, uh, pretty much an upbringing of being, you know, lacking self-confidence, mm -hmm. lacking worth, just doubting who I was. And mm -hmm. so I continued that, that kind of pattern, that thought process, that identity, as I, you know, be, became into my teens, twenties, met my wife. And so I'm continuing to bring along my beliefs, my thoughts, what I had been told. And it was, as you can imagine, it was destructive to my relationship with my fiance at the time and, and my wife, you know? And so as we continued along, then we had children, you know, we have four children and it was just repeating that same pattern and causing them pain and harm. Um, and so it, it just was one of those that I had to make a decision that yes, I'm willing to put my ego aside and ask for help because when you're in a place of uh, being, you know, lacking that self-confidence, you don't want to ask for help. Sure. That ask just reinforces the fact that I'm not enough. I can't figure this out. I'm not worthy. Right. And so from that, it then began this journey where I now have a vibrant, intimate marriage. I have a healthy, strong relationship with my children. And they're all now adults. So, you know, when they're, they're younger, you can kind of have some leverages, you know, yes. with the dad with the iron fist, right? They become adults, they make their own decisions. And so that transformation for me then passed along almost like a permission for them to change. And at first they didn't believe it. You know, you're looking and going, I've known you for how many years? And you're now not the same guy. Like, yeah. how long does this last? How long did it take you to really get there? Um, again, it was a journey. I didn't start that until my mid-30s. We had mm -hmm. all four children. Um, you know, it it was one of those of small steps at first. Yeah. Because I'm still fighting that that belief, that thought process of. I can't ask for help. I can't show my emotions. Mm. I'm trying to like embody, you know, like 
the the Marlboro man, you know. Yeah, like, um, well, I'm that's our society. I think it's getting better with men. I think more men are getting it that, you know, everyone can have a mental health problem. All of us can. But uh, I don't think we're there yet. We're not there for, for women, but we're certainly not there for men. A lot of times it's the kind of belief that I'm weak. I can't do it myself. You know, no, no way I'm going to ask for help. And it's really unfortunate because when you do, it opens up such a new world for you as it did in your life. Yes. Yeah. And it so. most definitely does. And the, the amazing thing is it's not just for me, but when I make that change, it then creates like a space where it's like my wife can step into who she's been called to be, you know, where her gifting is. My children can now have conversations with me about how they really feel. And so they then change and grow and, you know, have their own transformation. Right. It affects everyone around you. It's not just you. Most yes. definitely. You're spot on. Yes. Um, yes. It, and yet when you're in the midst of that, when you're, struggling and fighting going, I can't let anybody see who I really am. You're not about to engage and take that risk and, and give somebody else control. Right. So how did you actually and, get help? Did you speak with someone one-on-one or what did you do? Um, so what happened was as I was working in corporate, you know, it in corporate America, I ended up seeing other men that I worked with that appeared to have the life I wanted. And I finally got to the point where I'm like, I'm tired of this. I know that there is something better. And I just had to stop and go, what are you doing? Watch them see how they interacted with their wives outside, you know, because we can all talk a good game Yeah, when it comes to watching them. And so it was through, you know, just standing back, um, kind of creeping on them, so to speak, you know, just to see how are you living your life? Well, they're comfortable with who they are. And so they're treating their wife in a completely different way than I am. The reason behind it is completely different. I would do it for a facade. They're doing it out of love and, and desire for their wife just to yeah. bless them. And so it plays out differently, you know? Yeah. Um, it should so come I from started, the heart. It should be meaningful. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. And, and having grown up in a manipulative house, that was what I knew how to do. And so yeah. of course that's the first route I go. Um, but in watching these men, I then started asking them, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And then I started listening to podcasts. I started reading books, you know, stuff that rubbed kind of the wrong way. Cause it's like, well, that doesn't make sense. That's not the way that I've been told to be a man Yeah, and, tr and trying the stuff out. Now, the problem was that, you know, I'm in the beginning, I'm coming at it from a manipulative like reason, right? That's my motivation. And so it would work for a while, but then when stress would come up or I would feel like I've lost control, I'm reverting right back to what I knew. And so it wasn't until I started addressing me and what I was feeling the struggle with that I then was able to change like the reason why I was treating my wife differently, yeah. the reason I was treating my children differently. We've got to address ourselves first before we can, we can address our family, our friends, anything like that. And it so takes a lot to 
dig deep inside yourself and realize that you might have an issue. You know, a lot of people will be, <laughs> I always remember the saying from someone I used to work with years ago, and he used to say, if everyone else is the jerk, maybe you're the jerk. So in other words, <laughs> you know, it's, it's could quite possibly, it could be you. And that is really, but it takes a lot to think that it could be you. It takes a lot to recognize that you're your problems could be causing other problems in your life yes. be, coming from you. Most people don't want to admit that. It's really hard to do that. But when you do that, it is so freeing. You can make changes and you have control over those changes. It's not an outside force causing you to be who you are. It's you and you can make those changes. But until you recognize it, it's just like, it reminds me of alcoholism. Till you recognize you have a problem, you're not going to change it. And it's the same thing with any kind of toxicity in a relationship or marriage or, or you know, pat. You, we're many times products of our environment and it's sometimes hard for even us to, for us to see it because we just think that's the way it is. That's how we grew up and that's what we know. So moving fast forward, you changed your life. It's much better now. You're happier. You have a great relationship with your wife and your kids. And now you're helping other men. Tell us what you're doing. So even in that transformation, that was stepping outside of my comfort zone, right? Yes. Because you're like, okay, great. It worked for me. Will it work for other men? And the amazing thing is it does. You know, we, there's almost like this silent suffering that goes on. If you look at the statistics behind depression, women have a higher percentage than the men do, but it's, it's related to the fact that we won't speak up. So if you have a hundred men and only four are like, Hey, I'm depressed. You're only going to see a 4% of men that are depressed. So you think right? they're kind of hiding it or don't even really recognize it. Yeah. It's. It's, Why yeah, should it I be mean, more it, women than men? I mean, you know, everyone has problems and issues and things. Yeah, that's exactly right. We do, and it's not to say, hey, it's it's worse or better for either one. It's just it's dealt with and and addressed differently between the two of us. Yes, and so it's like, hey, let's just get this addressed, and then we're not sitting there, you know, suffering in silence, going, hey, I'm the only one that's feeling this. Sorry, I hate to tell you, you're not the only one. Yeah. We're we're more in common and more alike than you would expect. And so I could be sitting in my apartment going, oh my gosh, this is just so overwhelming. I can't handle that. And then my neighbor is thinking the same thing. But unless we talk about it, neither one of us knows. Oh, yeah. You'll go, you'll put the trash out. Hey, Bill. Hey, John. You know, huh? And everything's yeah. good on the surface, right? That's exactly. so many people. You don't never, never know what goes on behind closed right. doors or what goes on in somebody's mind. And and there's a lot. You know, we're complicated creatures. So that was a process to get to that. You're an IT guy. You're like a behind yes. the scenes guy normally. And so then you started to actually reach out to other people. And, and, and how did that process go? So it was one of, as I took the, the risk, so to speak, in voicing, hey, this is what my journey has been. This is where I'm at. There were lots of conversations off to the side because in a group of men, most didn't want to talk about it and admit where they were. But the one-on-one -on -one conversation off to the side put it in an environment where they're willing to take that risk and say, Hey, I'm struggling here. Like I get what you're talking about. I understand this. 
And so that's where I began coaching, you know, one-on-one to say like, Hey, let's address this. You know, it's had an impact on my life and my family's life. Imagine if you can experience this same kind of transformation, this same kind of change, what can we then do with our children and our children's children, you know, not to pass this on, but to be change makers for our family, to take it out of that, that toxicity, that dysfunction and bring it into a place of health where, where we're not treading that same path, but instead we're vibrant, we're alive, we're living life. And our family wants to be with us, not to hide in the room, not to put in their earbuds, not to yes. isolate from us. Yes. I know some situations like that where it could be the mom or the dad, but sometimes it's the dad stressed out at work, comes home, doesn't really want to deal with anybody or yells at everybody over the littlest thing, you know, and then the kids are afraid. They're afraid of their, their parent. They don't want to be around. You're not fun. You're not fun to be around and then there'll be moments of joy and happiness of course but there's that underlying uh oh is dad going to explode right now and it, as i said it could be mom or dad but we're talking right now about men and it can be and a lot of times you know a stressful situation i think men are you know we're still in the norms of men being the main breadwinner even though those norms are changing but let's face it let's be honest that's still like that and a lot of times men i think feel that pressure I have to provide for my family and you know i'm the i'm the guy i'm the i'm the one that needs to do that and it's a you know especially during COVID, i think a lot of people were affected by that and you know losing jobs or or, or you know less financial stability really hit home for a lot a lot of people you know and especially men if they're the main breadwinner in the family that's a tough situation to be in you sort of feel you know, like get like you're lost or like you're you're not living up to expectations. And I'm I'm not sure, but I'm just guessing you probably find that with some of your people that you deal with. And if you if you look at like when a man is laid off or fired, there's yes. a struggle because your identity has been associated with your job, with your yes. position. COVID has been no different in that we may have still had our job but we're not functioning in that role. We're at home going, okay, I'm in lockdown with my family. <laughs> and you're aware that there's communication issues, emotional issues. And, you know, when you put anything under pressure, it rises to the surface. Yes. And that's exactly what COVID did. If you look yes. at the statistics, they will say that, you know, domestic violence, depression, all these mental health issues yes. have increased. And so, it's, it's one of those, if we have to be confident as men with who we are in order to not have those kind of situations, be the first domino that then causes a family crisis. Um, and that's what we've seen. And so as you're healing yourself, again, you're gonna take like that, that fuse out of the mix. And then it's not such a, a powder keg. Right? Yeah. When something like that happens, you're not having to walk on eggshells for three days because, you know, dad's ready to just blow and you have a nuclear bomb. Yeah, that's exactly what I was. And so you would watch my kids almost like, you know, roaches scatter when, <laughs> when dad was angry, you know, the lights came on and boom, you're gone. Yeah. Yeah. And you must, so, you just must. 
like you have this very calm demeanor and you just must feel so much better now. You just yes. seem like you have a happy glow about you. And you, you must be so thankful to be in the place that you're in now and not have to have continued that pattern. Yes. I mean, and did I know this was where I was going to be when I started the journey? I had no idea. I had that mindset before of like, I'm a victim. Everybody, you know, like you had talked about, um, you know, if you're everybody seeing everybody is a jerk. jerk and yeah. I <laughs> saw that everybody else was having a problem. Well, guess what? I was the <laughs> one having the problem, but it's one that it's like, I didn't understand it because I couldn't comprehend at the time that I was the one that was the problem. And so once I took responsibility and started healing myself, then it was, you know, this, this transformation that's now occurred where it's like, like I said, I have adult children. I mean, I almost disowned one of my children because that was the pattern that was set by my mom uh. and her mom was when they had strife, they would disown each other, wait a couple of years until they would communicate again, come together and repeat that same pattern. It doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. And so that's why I made that change from doing IT consulting to now doing the coaching with men is because if I can experience this, I know that other men can. And just think of the ripple effect when other men are healthy and they create space for their wives and their children to, to become who they are and they're healthy. It's like, it's just mind blowing that we can change it through something that we can control. It's Absolutely. That is really amazing. And you work with people, as you said, one-on-one, -on -one, uh, mostly virtually, I would imagine, in this world yes. that we're living now. Uh, how does that go? How does that work? Or do you find that men will open up to you or is it a tough climb to get there? It honestly depends. Some of us are looking for somebody to share with, to go, I've reached this point. I just need to have this conversation show me the way others of us are a harder nut to crack. You know, it's like things aren't adding up. I don't know what it is. Are you the answer? Do yeah. you have the answer? I mean, it's no different than when, you know, we go to counseling or we take one of our children to counseling. If you don't want to engage, you're not going to get the results. Yeah. You open up and you're honest with somebody else and you're honest with yourself that's when the change really occurs. Yes. That's the empowering part. I would imagine when you share your own story, that opens the door a lot more. And it must be such a gratifying feeling when you actually see men make a breakthrough and start to change the, the patterns of their life. Speak to us a little bit about that and some of the, the, the folks you've helped. So as far as it, it is something that's just, you end up beside yourself because you're seeing somebody who themselves has put in the hard work. It's not a matter of, Hey, I changed this guy. Yes. They're the ones putting in the hard work. I mean, you can put a fitness journal in front of somebody, but unless they eat right, they're sleeping, they go to the gym. Yeah. That change is not going to occur. It's yeah. the same thing with our emotions, mm -hmm. right? So, um, when you, when you look at it and you address it and you engage and there's going to be times where it's like you'll see you'll see a guy jump in start running experience the change gets to a point that it's like i'm resistant 
I'm hesitant because there's a fear below the surface that it you may just not be aware of or may not be willing to address. Once you see a guy that jumps in and goes, hey, I'm willing to make this change. I'm not going to be held captive by this fear. Then they get to continue on their journey. But it's like, it's it's not all smooth. It's no, not easy. It's not always an uphill graph. I'm sure it fluctuates. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And it's how exactly, do you, how do the men come to you? I mean, just the initial call, just to get a guy on a virtual call with you probably isn't easy to, are, are their wives telling them to do it? <laughs> I mean, how are they, how are they getting there? <laughs> Sometimes it is the wife just going, yeah. Hey, look, I see you in a place that I'm concerned for you. Yeah. Some guys are open to that. Other ones, you know, like I wouldn't have reacted as well. I'll be honest. I wouldn't have taken that from from my wife in a uh positive way yeah yes in a constructive say, way hey, yes <laughs> exactly it would have been one of those of why are you questioning me now you this think is you are yeah <laughs> yes. perfect exactly yes right and right so so some guys are open to hearing from their wives and that's what's needed other ones they'll hear me on my podcast they'll hear me on another podcast they'll hear me inside of clubhouse it's often just that realization that it's not just me that's having the problem. There's somebody else and hey, that I'm going to take this chance. It, it takes some time depending yeah. upon who the guy is and where they are. But once they're ready to invest in themselves and take that chance, then it's just a matter of what are they willing to do? Are they willing to go to the gym? You know, two times a week, three times a week. Are they willing to give up the cheeseburgers? You know, I mean, yeah. you're relating it to and, fitness and health, but that's basically yes. what it is. Yes. Exactly. I know. What, what extent are we willing to invest in ourselves to experience a changed life? That's what the question becomes. That's, that's pretty much sums it all up. And that's the bottom line. And I hope that there's someone listening, whether it's a guy, whether it's a woman who could push a guy to do this, to contact you uh, if, if help is needed, because it's there. And just opening the conversation, I always say, seeking help is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength, because it shows that we are all human. We're all vulnerable. We all have problems. And if you think that you're above and better than everybody else, you're sadly mistaken because <laughs> we all, the richest people in the world, the most, you know, successful people, we, we see them from the outside, but everyone has a, some struggle in their life in some way. And it's such a great thing that you're doing, taking your own experiences and really using it for good. I love, that's why I love what I do because I meet so many cool people that do this kind of thing. So, and if someone's listening, wants to reach out to you, uh, where can they go? And also what's your, the name of your podcast? Uh, the name of the podcast is Living Fearless Today. So look for a bald dude with a bright red background. <laughs> then you found me. All right. So you can find that on any of the podcast platforms. You can um, find me on Instagram and Facebook as Hi Coach Mike. So it's H-I-C-O-A-C-H-M-I-K-E. And that's also the name of my website. So if you go to highcoachmike.com slash Robin, I've got something there for you. If you oh. want to, you know, help yourself, you want to kind of take that little toe, you know, toe dip in the pool. Mm -hmm. Happy to have you come and join me. So. That's great. And you have a great voice. I told you that before. I think you have such a wonderful, 
great voice and it's very good you know you shouldn't have been in it you should have been a a radio or tv announcer (laughs) but you're doing it now so god bless god bless god bless well thanks thanks again mike forrester really appreciate it men's transformation coach and thank you for joining me for living well with robin stoloff empowering you to live a healthier life until next time please stay safe and keep living well and don't forget to subscribe take care thanks mike